Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Christy. Hi, Will. Okay, so I'm going to be totally honest. I don't think I've ever seen you this excited ever 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 can you tell us why that is what's what's wrong with me can i answer that question nothing there is nothing wrong with you you're awesome and you need to let your fanning fly so why are you so excited for today i with my wholesome heart absolutely adore our guest today uh it is sean gambroni from solar opposites and now he's on spidey and his amazing friends which is a staple in my household yeah, this is uh, a very fun talk for me because I got to meet my Ron Stoppable brother, the only other person on the planet that is allowed to call himself Ron Stoppable, and he earned it. So check it out. Sean, what is up? I'm so happy to have you on this Yay! Show. <laughs> Christy, well, it's, I'm very excited to see you again. Very nice to meet you. I'm, I'm very excited to be here. You Hold as on a well. Second. So, Sean, have you ever met Will Friedel, who is... Ron Stoppable. Sean, you are also Ron Stoppable. The only other person that gets that I will allow to call themselves Ron Stoppable. The only other one. It is a huge honor. <laughs> I, I, you know, I haven't, uh, yeah, I haven't had the chance to meet you, but uh, we did have a correspondence there. And yep. Wait, I thought yeah. I FaceTimed you guys. Didn't I FaceTime you guys or no? Did we do I that? I can't. I remember. think I did a video of Sean saying hi. That's what it was. It was a video I, saying hi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then okay. we had, it was either Twitter and when I still did the, the social media darkness, there was a, he and I did some sort of a, uh, an intro as it were. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. he was very nice and asking if it was okay. It's like, how is it? All right. If I play right. It was, it was I couldn't, couldn't have cast anybody better to play the Dude. live, the live action Ron Stoppable. Sean, you were the perfect live action Ron Stoppable. You're you're just joy and heart and love of Rufus and um, just the way you looked. And I, I just think you were perfect. As I agree. I agree. I agree. The perfect live action, Ron. There you really go. Really, thank you so much. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> what was it like? I'm actually really curious because obviously we all know you from the Goldbergs and whatnot. Um, and you kind of, I mean, I just actually had your sister, your TV sister on my other um, podcast and um, she loves you so much too. So everybody loves you, Sean, um, and your dad. But like, <laughs> what was it like uh, coming into the Kim Possible franchise? We're kind of, I mean, I'm curious, aren't you? Well. I am, of course I am, because we, we didn't, you know, we didn't know there was any more of a franchise, and then all of a sudden there's a live-action version, and uh, we get to see it up on the on the big screen. So, yeah, what was it like when, had you heard of Kim Possible before you had done the show? Absolutely, yeah, I, I used to, I used to watch it, and then, um, well, it was, that was one I, it was kind of like a, a part of my childhood, and I know, like, at school we would talk about it and stuff, so then, like, when I got the email for it, it was just kind of like it didn't it didn't quite add up because it felt like something that wasn't even like a possibility or whatever so mm -hmm. um yes yeah, so then when i actually auditioned and got it it was that was wild and i i ended up just i listened to the naked mole rap every morning <laughs> every and, morning uh, to get hyped up <laughs> yes listen to the naked mole rap yes and i sing it every it. morning i still do it every morning when i get out of bed every morning you do. <laughs> Sean, do you know yeah. the naked mole rap, Sean? Do you know it? Do I? Do I know it? Yeah. Have you or, Have you done the naked mole rap as Ron? I well, we did like our own. We did our own version, like where like different lyrics and stuff. But um, but no, never, never the the, the OG original. <laughs> the OG, one. I love it. <laughs> That's nice. Oh, That's nice. I love that. <laughs> yeah, Will does it on occasion for us. If, if if you're really nice to him, he'll do. Very it rare occasion, Christy will be like busted out, and I'll just have to go. Yo, listen up, Happy Halla from Ron, and then we just stop right from there. <laughs> <laughs> did you? I'm curious. So, did you actually study um, Ron Stoppable's like mannerisms? Like, how did you get prepared um, for your auditions? Well, well, honestly, I. I watched some of your live action work and then I watched the Kim Possible show and I, I was just trying to get a sense of like how you looked at it or whatever. And then, I don't know, I guess then I just was like, okay, now I got to just, just look at the script and just yeah. try and figure it out. So make it don't yours get in my head. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I guess it was just a lot of watching. A lot of <laughs> the homework. <laughs> And then yeah. what was it like meeting Sadie, who played Kim Possible live action? Did you guys get paired up? I know we've had, we've had this conversation a few years ago many times, but I don't think we know this, and our fans have never seen us ask you this. So, Well, oh, that was awesome. I, we met, like, like in the second audition or something. Uh -huh. I remember, like, we got in the room or whatever, and, um, yeah, it was, it was like a real, like, it felt like we kind of clicked, and we kind of knew what each other what each other were doing yeah. and so it kind of worked out that um but well then like I was really happy when I, when I got the role but then when I found out who was Kim at the time I was like oh this is perfect and I yeah. was yeah very excited and I would still get to work with her sometimes and um that's right person. oh my gosh so Sadie who played Kim well she's on Goldberg's she plays like his love interest which um by the way I was always kind of like trying to like. <laughs> yeah, <I think> you... <laughs> trying to what? You can't. You can't just say trying, trying to like and then stop talking. You trying to what? I was standing, as the kids say, 
the real live action Kim and Ron. I was like, you guys should, you guys should hang out because he's a really good guy, Sadie. Like, you don't okay. want to be in this Hollywood trash. F- like, 46, 46 years old. What does standing mean? Tell him. Tell him, Sean. <laughs> tell him what standing means. Well, standing is like, uh, it's like the idea. You really like the relationship idea, so it's like kind of hoping that it'll happen. It's Isn't like, that shipping? Well, Wasn't that shipping like a week ago? No, I think shipping oh. is when somebody's already in a relationship, and so they ship the relationship. They support that relationship that already exists. Standing, I think, has more of like a hopeful element to it because it's like I wanted them to get together. But the best part is is that they actually were friends in like real life and had, you know what I mean? And then like now they're on a show together. So I just I, – I love Sadie so much, and we love you guys and, you know, I loved the movie. And I got to be, I had a little part in it. But overall, though, I know that your directors did so much work on trying to make that sh- that movie look like, you know, like our Kim Possible sets looked in the animated versions. Yeah, they, they, I like the, like the, the grappling gun. They, they made sure it looked kind of like as tried and true as they could. And yeah, it was I, those guys were really fun. Hey, did you lose your pants? Did you? T- I forget in the movie. Yeah. Okay. We we copied the opening sequence, so we I did lose my pants once, and yeah, that was pretty fun. <laughs> oh, the pants were just wide open and back, so then they could just shoot off. Oh, like, kind of like that, that toy from the fast food place. They had one of those. McDonald's. Yes, that's right. That's right. That's- we had. I still have all of mine, which is very very important. Yeah. Oh my. All right. That's so Sean. So Welcome, officially welcome to the show, but I have a question now. So we like to, one of, one of the things we'd like to talk about is everybody's origin story when they come on to, to uh, I Hear Voices. So I'm curious, did you always know that you wanted to be an actor, an entertainer? How did you get involved in the uh, entertainment industry? Um, well, it was kind of, I used to sing Chantilly Lace at, at, the, at like family events, and I got like a good reaction, and then... I did a variety show at my elementary school and I was a, a toilet paper model. And so I just, they kind of like just cascaded toilet paper on me and I had to just strut down the thing. And then later on I would, I was supposed to, uh, oh, what's it? Oh, I had to roast my principal in the audience and things like that. And I was fifth grade and I really enjoyed that too. And, um, and so then I kind of started pursuing commercials and, um, yeah, and it, it kind of just started, Going on, going, um, and my first scripted thing was uh, Clarence on Cartoon Network, and it was a a kid that was kind of um, a rule follower, liked everything tidy, and and it kind of lined up, and that was, yeah, and I guess that was kind of the initial couple steps for me. Okay, so I'm gonna, I want, I want to certainly get into the fact that your one of the first scripted things you did was an animated series, so you jumped right into the animation, but. I can't go past toilet paper model. Can we can, can we jump into that baby. real quick? What does that mean yeah. exactly? What walk what is that? He walked down well, the runway and got TP'd. But for in what like in what capacity? I don't understand. I, I'm I'm lost here. Well, well, so for the variety show they had like all the younger grades, they would sing a song, like um I think one year it was all Beatles songs or something. And then in between, they'd have the fifth graders kind of break it up with some comedy of some kind. Okay. And someone got the idea to just have one student walk with toilet paper on or something. And I, 
I think we were like spoofing Project Runway, and I was supposed to be a model. I okay. don't know how. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. I don't. That's a, just like the good actor. You don't necessarily know the role when you take it, but you you throw yourself into it when you do. Nice. Hey, Sean, do you remember when I was in Canada? I I distinctly remember um, me telling you that I thought your voice was really great, and that I thought you should do voiceovers. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah, okay. I, I remember having that conversation. Okay. I, we had a lot yeah. Okay. So well, I it think seems we like were... you started. You started in in the voiceover and world. And I didn't so... even know that. I didn't even. Know yeah. That you started so there. were you a big fan of animation before you got your first animated series, which is, was your first big break in the business? I mean, did, were you a big cartoon fan? Definitely. Yeah. Like I, I watched you guys' show, and then, well, it's funny on my on my wall, I have a, it's an Ed Ed and Eddie picture. Nice. Yeah. I, so that was one of my top shows too, Ed, Ed, Nettie, and SpongeBob, and um, and so yeah, I think uh, uh, cartoons. I think I just like the speed of them, and yeah. I think a lot of my sense of humor actually probably came from that. I, I watched either cartoons or sitcoms, and um, yeah, so that's yeah, I was a big fan, I guess. Was Ed, Ed, and Eddie your your go to? Was that like your comfort show, number one show, animated series when you were growing up? Potentially, because I have an older brother, and uh, something about the sense of humor could get us both going at the same time. So it, it just kind of worked out. Well, that's the joy. I mean, that's the joy of, of, frankly, any television, which is one of the reasons I love it. But animation, especially, if you, if you find somebody to bond with over it, it's like you've got that kind of thing. For my brothers and I, it was Mash. It was that oh. that same kind of thing. But if you can, that's what that's what television does. I'm sorry, I gush about TV because it's my favorite thing in the world, but. That's what good television, anyway, can do is bring people together, and then you have that shared kind of experience. Well, um, honestly, and speaking of good television, Sean, like the Goldbergs is that for me. In you know, after Modern Family, um, Goldbergs has just been such a wonderful joy to be able to to have it on. You know, on prime time. You know, it's like what? <laughs> it's it's a wonderful show, and it's been happening for a lot of your life. I didn't even know yeah, that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Christy. Yeah, it, it was. That's been kind of weird to grow up and on that and just kind of. Yeah, I, I was. Yeah, definitely not expecting it, but yeah, it's a feel-good show that like. Yeah, it makes me happy that it's kind of like a, it's like a family-centric thing going on and can bring people together. Like we're talking. Yeah, thank you for saying that. Yeah, so of course. Your first big thing, your first scripted thing you do is an animated series. Um, yep. Do you are you expecting anything when you first of all how old are you when you when you get this? I was I think I was I was eleven. Well, actually, I was I think I was thirteen. Okay, you're thirteen. Do you had, did you have any idea how like what the process was of actually making an animated series before you went in? Was it totally new to you? Um, well, actually, that was actually what was nice. I did a couple commercials that they had me do ADR and some narration. So that kind of gave me a little like um, taste of like, okay. like knowing how it can how it can work in the studio, but it definitely was different um, once it was more um, emotional stuff, I guess, for the cartoon. And so, I, was this uh, at cart? Did you have to go to Cartoon Network every? Did you record there at Cartoon Network? And did you record by yourself or with the cast of people? Well, that was with usually well. Some sessions were by myself, but there were a lot where it was with the group, and um, it was a really incredible 
incredible group. We had well, Tom Kenny was on there, wow. and that was just nuts. To yeah. What was that yeah. like? Because I'm sure we he did... was doing SpongeBob at the time. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's and then and on our show he has this really like he had a really coarse voice, like he was just kind of um, it, it it's very different than SpongeBob and it, um and then. Well, watching the amazing thing was watching them switch between voices because they'll play three or four at a time, and and that was kind of like just seeing someone that could that use their whole body and they're like throwing themselves in a different direction. That was kind of cool. So who el- who else was it? You Tom Kenny's there? Do you remember anybody else that was in the cast with you? Uh, well, a couple. Well, um, Roger Craig Smith, sure, good friend of mine. Katie Kerr, yeah. Um. Uh oh. Um. Spencer Rothbell. Mm. Um, I'm blanking, but there was a, yeah, it's a, you got a, a great cast going on there. And yeah. uh, were, were you got, I mean, was this, did you think at this point, this is what I want to do with my life? I want to do animation and be this type of actor? Or was it just kind of open to the world of acting? Whatever came at you is what you wanted to do. I think pretty much the the second one because I never expected the the first one. So I was like, I gotta just keep things open because, um, mm-hmm. because if if things like this can happen, I gotta just stay open to it. I guess. Yeah, you just wanted to work basically at that point. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. Yeah, I did love it. I loved it big time. Now, did you have any other loves of your life? Was it all entertainment all the time, or is there anything else that uh, that you love to uh, to do? Well, uh. I'm a big sports. I like playing sports a lot. Okay, and so I guess that um, just I guess just kind of like the normals, like reading books, video games. Um, but nothing, nothing was like a super big draw. Like per- performing had been like being an entertainer. I gotta ask, what are you, what kind of what's your go to reading? What are your favorite kind of books? Well, I'm trying to carve my way through the classics because I've missed them for some reason. Like I just read Frankenstein because okay. I didn't, but um, I don't know what else. Do you have a genre? I, mean, I kind of bounce around. I do. Oh, what was do that? Do you have a genre that you like? He's best? asking I mean... you if you're a nerd. That's because because oh, 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 yeah, I feel like nerd. I'm a giant oh, nerd. nerd. I'm a yeah. giant. Yeah, nerd. I, I I like Star Wars. Star there Wars has go. been huge. Uh, comic books. I'm okay. Good. I, um. I tried reading Dragon Ball, but that's just so long. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so yeah. I, oh, and then some science fiction like Robert Heinlein. Sure. Heinlein or something. Sure. Oh, that's great. I am. I'm just. You can see. I mean, all the, I don't know if you could tell, but all these are just fantasy novels behind me. So this is all. Oh snap! What's are, your favorite? These are my fantasy novels. What is your favorite? Um, I, well. Well, I, my favorite my favorite author working now is Brandon Sanderson, who uh, has some amazing things from everything from Elantris to Mistborn to um, the Stormlight Archives. I mean, every book he reads is like I'm out the first day to go and get it. But they're, they average like 1,200 pages long, and they're book one of 10, which I love. Uh, but my favorite series of all time was actually written by a husband and wife team called David and Lee Eddings, and it's the Belgariad and the Malorian series. That got me into fantasy when I was like 12. Uh, so that will always, that's my go-to, that's my mash of books, uh, where it brings me back into the world that I need. And of course, everything I read uh, kind of lends itself to animation, where I keep wondering when they're going to make an animated series out of X, Y, and Z that I'm reading. Uh, and so fantasy or comic books or sci-fi just lends itself so well to it 
that, you know, it's like we're probably at no time in the near future going to see Pride and Prejudice, the animated series. But we, oh we may absolutely see the Belgari, the Melorian, something like that. So uh, I think when you are a nerd, you've got that kind of joy of throwing yourself into a story that you never want to end. And you get that when you're recording, too. I mean, uh, you know, you're kind of especially if you grew up an animation fan and now you get to be in the booth. It's like being allowed to peek behind the curtain and enter this world. Um, so, Sean, when you were growing up you've got ed ed and eddie you've got all these kind of things you was there one thing you preferred over something else like oh i want to sit here and i want to watch cartoons all day or i want to play sports all day or i want to re or you know is it was there one kind of what was your jam i guess would be what i was asked like um uh well like an average like summer day i'm trying to like we had like cousins that would always come over and we'd watch like we'd watch the lineup like we watch, we'd watch, well, like we'd switch between Nickelodeon, Disney Channel, and Cartoon Network. Watch the lineup, then we'd play Super Smash Bros. <laughs> and then we would go, probably play basketball in the, the or, or well, also my brother was kind of like the ringleader, so he would, we we had like a a big uh, bin of just costumes, and he would dish them out to the all the all our neighbors and stuff, and we'd run around and just come, he'd come up with some story and and so that was kind of a random thing that we used to do that was a lot of fun. So you were improving. You you're essentially yeah. improving. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, outside of outside of Chicago, right by the airport, O'Hare Airport. Okay. Okay, got it. We is that Rose there. is that Rose Rose <laughs> really? is it Rosewood? Rosemont? Yeah, dude, we were just right, there. Right near there. We're Park Ridge, but yeah, we used to go to Rosemont to like ice skate and Okay. So yeah, were Christy and I were Rosemont? just there. We were we, just there we were for a convention. There at yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's cool. right by the airport. That's the most like re residential area in an airport. <laughs> it's so strange. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Okay, so improv with your with your with your friends and your brother probably was pretty helpful. And then I thought, I'm sorry, I thought you started Goldberg's when you were like 10 or something. You, you were older. Well, yeah, I was actually like I looked like I was nine years old or something. Looking back, uh -huh. but I I was. 13 for the first episode and 14 the first season. Got That's it. hey, you always want to look younger than you are on camera. So don't worry about that. When you can when you could be 18 <laughs> and play 14, you're golden. <laughs> it works out. Well, and, and honestly, Sean had it best because he did shoot up. He didn't stay short. He grew and now he's like tall and a, a, a full-grown person. <laughs> but before I met him, he wasn't nine years old anymore. You know who what I still mean? can't fit in his, Well, the thing is, Christy, he was never nine years old when you met him. That was the thing. Oh, he looked like he was nine years old, but he right. never was. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. 
Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So is there, um, in the in the animation world, is there a role that if, if you could, you know, your dream role, you could play anything you want to play no matter what, who would you be? That's a really fun question, but, um, well, well, like, so I've had the chance to play Ant-Man recently, and so that was, like, a really cool, like, okay, here we go, this is, and so I think... There's certain characters that'll come up that just like if it's like Looney Tunes or if it's a DC comic or a Marvel thing, um, it's it's like I or or, or if um Hanna Barbera, one of those kind of characters that I grew up with or my family grew up watching or something, I I get very excited to see that. But um, also I'm curious of trying like um video games and seeing what that's like sure yeah whole different whole different world now when you if you want to do video games do you want to do standard uh kind of vo or are you talking about like motion capture you want to get in there in the suit and uh act out the scenes you know i I guess like honestly um honestly both but that motion cap seems intense yeah to do that it does it does seem intense i've not done it have you done it will no, I've never. I okay. first of all, you don't want to see me in a unitard. You just don't. 
with white balls um, all over I your body. I think we can all agree <laughs> that me and some sort of a One Piece is nothing. Uh, there's not not enough video games in the world to make that image go away. No, um, One Piece. Yeah, no, it's yikes, yikes. Uh, that's Stop not a good it. thing. But oh, um, okay, so then uh, I, I hate to do this. I hate to put you on the spot because what you're going to do is unfortunately alienate half of your fans out there. But oh. DC or Marvel? Oh, boy. Uh, oh, no. He, I, he's going. playing Ant-Man. Oh, no. <laughs> well, well uh, do you guys have an answer to this before? I, 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 I'm i going to be honest, and I'm going to say Marvel. Really? I'm a DC probably... guy. I'm a DC <laughs> guy. And here's how I can say it without alienating anybody. I love Marvel. I really do. I think Marvel's phenomenal. I grew up a DC guy. I grew up a Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman guy. Um, that was my trio growing up and then really got into Green Lantern and some of the other great DC characters. So that kind of took me in one direction. Um, I love, I, you know, I was I was Star-Lord for years. I love, I love, absolutely love Marvel. I think they're phenomenal. I really do. But at heart, I was a DC guy. I don't have a problem in saying that. You can love two things. I mean, again, I can love chocolate and vanilla and still love chocolate more than I love vanilla. I'm not dissing vanilla. I'm just, I just happen to like chocolate a little bit better. There's nothing wrong with that. So again, DC or Marvel, chocolate or vanilla? What do you got? Let's put it this way: What did you read more of, comic book wise, when you were growing up? Well, comic book wise and cartoons, I used to go more DC, but like, yeah. So growing up, <laughs> it was to. definitely DC, but like now I'm, I have like. I have like my my Thors and my. That's the thing. Stuff. You can get into other stuff. That's the joke. I mean, you can find, yeah. especially when you grew up with one thing, when you then find the joy. Like when I first found Guardians of the Galaxy, I devoured everything because it was like finding <laughs> yeah. a whole new world. So I mean, you can do that too. There's no there's no shame no shame in your game there. Yeah. So when I saw Sean right, and I told I told him because I just think that. The, the tone of his voice, and again, I apologize for not having known that you had done another character, but I immediately was like, you've got to be a voice actor. And I and I, and I I approached him in it, you know, the makeup trailer or whatever, um, in the one day I was filming, by the way. Um, and I, I was like, I hope he takes that away. So how did, was Solar Opposites the next um, voiceover opportunity that you had or was there something after like say since I saw you yeah well it actually um, it was kind of um, Bob Schooley and Mark McCorkle Wait, yeah. Yeah. yeah they um, they casted me as my first like antagonist character which was this uh, this kind of like nudge Richardson Mole guy on Big Hero 6 okay. and then and so I, I always was playing like a sweet guy before, but then that character kind of was just a little bit before Solar Opposites came around. And Solar Opposites is kind of this like, I play like a severely evil kind of, well, he's kind of got a heart there too, but it's, he's an alien, so he's got different ways. So that, that came after that. Um, so that was kind of like my my evil journey so far. My but. evil journey. My, my, <laughs> yeah. my villain, my, my villain origin story. Yeah, <laughs> Solar Opposites. If you guys haven't seen it, you must watch it. It is so funny. We watch every single episode. We're, we're I haven't. That's really my. I haven't fans. seen it yet. Can I? Oh, can I get a, a sneak preview, Sean? What is? What's your voice on Solar Opposites? What is it? What? What's the character you do? Well, it's pretty much. It's pretty much my voice, but I'm just yelling. Like I'm, I'm just a little bit louder. Saying and... dirty things. 
Yeah, seeing dirty like. Um, so this is not on Disney Junior. No, no. <laughs> it's on Hulu. They, they, it's on Hulu. <laughs> that, um, they poke fun. Solar Opposites pokes fun at Hulu all the time. It's kind of a bizarre relationship there. And the yeah. pupa. And the pupa. They talk about the pupa a lot, Sean. <laughs> yeah, Christy the is pupa. a fan. Christy is I a am, fan. I'm, I'm a Sean fan. The minute that I found out that Sean was, was in it, and I was like, I have to watch this. Um, I, I had already seen a couple episodes and loved it, but then I was like, wait a second, that's Sean's voice, and I'm always rooting for him. Because, um, you know, we need really cool, nice guys to succeed in Hollywood. That's all I'm going to say. Like, they can't which you all clearly are not, Sean. Which you clearly are not. <laughs> I can tell just by talking uh, talking to you, you are a pretty oh, terrible man. human being. Again, this entire this entire interview, the thing I'm taking away, I swear to God, I wanted on a shirt is, oh, the things I have to say on that show, holy moly, that's still. <laughs> speaking about solar opposites, the best so thing. How ever. Did, so you yeah. did Hero Six with the the Bob and Mark creators of KP, and and then that gave you an in to what your audition for Solar Opposites, or how did that come about? It was kind of well. Then it was just it was kind of like uh, just a time of, of auditioning and things like that. And mm-hmm. um, I, I just got an audition for Yum Yulak, and um, yeah, it was it was definitely separate. It wasn't related, but it was just um, I guess the character um, kind of kind of helped me transition to a, a meaner kind of guy. Yeah, you got to, you got to talk like here. Yeah, think like a villain a little bit for a little while. Yeah. So did that, let's be honest, if we're going to get into it here on I Hear Voices, did that open the dark side of your brain a little bit, Sean? A wee bit. I mean, (laughs) because when when I started Solar Opposites, I would, I kind of was, I put a pause before I do the swears, or like, I kind of like worked up my way to do the swear words, but now I go in and I I swear, like the things, I I, like, well, they're pretty crazy things that I say, so I'll, I think I, I enjoy it too much now. And so it, it almost seems like it's not even the character speaking; it's just me having a good time well, saying these. That's good. Well, well to I be can... fair, Dietrich uh, yeah. just said that. Dietrich, yeah, Peter. our last, our last, really, yeah, our last guest you. talks about how when you get into the character, you know, next thing you know, the character can kind of take over a little bit. And I've got to be honest; just from talking to you, I can tell you, you probably didn't swear a whole lot before you started the show, did you? <laughs> no, not a whole lot. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like a pro now. After <laughs> yeah, years. you're gonna well, you've got you're gonna watch. Oh, I've got. Oh, I can tell you, I'll be starting tonight. I'm, I'm already so fascinated <laughs> for no other it. reason than I want to hear Sean horribly yes. swear left and right because uh-huh. uh-huh. it just <laughs> seems like it is so out of character for you, Sean, that I cannot wait to see it. I really can't. I gotta, so yeah. I gotta think that they. That's part. I gotta. Think of course, of that's course, that's part of it. Him. Of course, because they did. Right? Like, what, what? what's your relationship like to the creators in terms of, like, how your personality is approaching this kind of character that's just so different from who you are? I, I think they kind of, like, because the show is kind of, um, it kind of feels like a family sitcom in some capacity. So I think they liked that, uh, like, through doing a family sitcom, I oh, kind of had some of those beats in there naturally. And so then when they're playing around with them, it kind of sounds extra warped or, or something. And, and And then... The person I'm kind of paired with is Mary Mack, and she's from uh, Minnesota. And then I have like a Chicago kind of accent, so I kind of like these kind of like all over the place. Yeah, all over the place. Yeah. Accent and, 
Yeah, yeah. that's true. Okay. So do you guys, you guys record together or you, have you been separate because of the, you know, schmomid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the schmomid kind of, it smacked us here. <laughs> we did one or two sessions together, but then it was just, yeah, everything it just timed out perfectly that we didn't get a chance to yeah. do a group record. So now did you grow up? doing voices i mean it was something is it something that you just for fun would kind of put voices to things voices that we always talk about you know if you had a pet growing up people would put a voice to their pet or they you know when they picked up the phone would answer in a funny voice is that something you were doing or did you find voiceover kind of when you really got into the industry yeah i think yeah we didn't i'm trying to think i i goofed around a lot but it was never yeah, I think it, it was probably more just finding it while while working because, um, so young <laughs> he started. Yeah, so young. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Because I think it was more when I was just loud and I goofed around with my my brother. So I don't think it was. I never did impressions too well. And did you try? Um, I mean, would you you know try to do your SpongeBob or try to do your Ed, Ed, Eddie that kind of thing? I mean, were you were you doing trying to do the voices? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, yeah. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I did. Because, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm Sean, I gotta I ask. Do. I'm sorry. I'm dying to hear your SpongeBob. Oh! I <laughs> <laughs> might break the microphone. I, I... Come on, what did it sound like? Oh, uh, uh, oh. <laughs> I'm a little nervous. I'm, I'm oh, uh, oh, okay. Uh, you got this. Uh, it's okay. You can do anything. I'm just gonna turn the camera off. But okay, keep actually. Oh, uh, I can't do right now. I, I got it. It's it's not gonna come out right. Now. It's wonderful. Again, there there's the, just like Mr. Bob Ross said. There's no there's only happy accidents, my friend. No mistakes. Only happy accidents. You just shoot them out. Something will come. Oh, I think that. But that's how you know you know how many voiceover actors. I would argue most of them come up with characters by trying something and epically failing because it's like you try to do your spongebob but it becomes something totally different and then all of a sudden it's a whole different character and then it's like well next time i audition i'm gonna try it like this and then it's a whole different thing so it's like <laughs> you try one thing and then you think you're failing like we we had eric bowser on who was who was our first guest ever who tried to teach us all how to do bugs bunny and he was sitting, he's like, you know, you got to put it up in your thing. And we couldn't do it. But then another voice comes out, and all of a sudden, you're a totally different thing. And then it's like, oh, wow, you've just put something else in your arsenal. So there's no failing. You didn't fail. You didn't do a bad SpongeBob. That. You did a great whatever new character you've just come up with. So, uh, yeah, that's the fun way to. That's cool. Uh, yeah. I definitely got to play around more like that because I, you do. It just it just comes to to the way it is. So all right, we we have we talked about have we done the ultimate question, Christy? Have we done we, well, we kind we of talked about? We, go ahead. We, we we've got up to solar opposites, but we haven't talked about his newest thing, which yeah. my kids. I know that you were at this Spidey event, but can you can you tell us what you just are promoting now, or did you want? Yeah, we should definitely talk about that. Oh sure, yeah. Um. Yeah, so there was a, an event in Santa Monica for for Marvel, Marvel's Spidey and his amazing friends. Cool. Yep. And it was, I watch it every day. You, you do? <laughs> With my children, yeah. She, you don't understand. Yeah, she's your ultimate fan. You don't realize she's yeah. wearing an I Heart Sean shirt right yeah. now. I'm wearing a onesie with your face on it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Oh, there's an image for everybody. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. It's nice to know that people respect and love you. That's all. <laughs> 
Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if... no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tell us about Spider-Man. Did you love it? Um, yeah, so uh, we – okay, so there was a cool event that they made a life-size version of the team's transport vehicle. Um, cool. On, 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 and it's – it was – I think they're going to try and find a second life for this thing because it's just really amazing, uh, amazingly done because yeah. you're, you got like the mission control there and then, then there was a cool obstacle course and yeah. – called HG, I think. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. This is yeah. Christy at her best right here when she is just well, you know fangirling all over the place. I'm a nerd, okay? 
You are. I love it. You I, are you kidding? I love and support every second of it. Are you kidding me? This is the this is the best. Oh, I love it. Okay. Um. So who are you in, in Spider Man: The Amazing Friends? Uh, I get uh, I get to play Ant Man, which is very fun. So which, cool. by the way, is a new character because what we watch we have not seen yet. There's a new season oh. coming out, I assume, and you are going to be in that new season. Yep. Amazing. Yep. Amazing. My my <laughs> daughter Isabella just recently told me without knowing about Ant Man. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm such a nerd, guys. <laughs> so oh, I love bad. it. So own it. Daughter, own it. I am. Like, have you ever seen me smile this big? Um. <laughs> My daughter tells me, she goes, Mommy, I want my superpower to be to shrink down super small so that I can do so I can do really cool stuff. And I was like, oh, I was like, Ant-Man, there's a really great Ant-Man in my head. I was like, I wonder why, you know, Ant-Man isn't in Spidey and stuff. So this is crazy that this is happening. Mm -hmm. And that I That's... now I get to tell her I know Ant-Man. It's true. It's true. I, well, I'm excited to hear because then. Because it's also Wasp. I team up with Wasp, okay. and we're we're definitely shrinking. So that's <laughs> like, I'm very excited for her to see it. So are you that's technically amazing. Ant Man or are you Ant Child? Are you Ant Boy? <laughs> technically, I'm, I'm Ant Man, which uh, it okay. was. Yeah, I think I think for the show they they want like the, some of the Avengers to sound like slightly younger, sure. or, right, right. Uh, but still older than the the, the Spidey teens. But. So Will Will is a Batman, right? And um, he's Terry McGinnis and Batman. So it's like he we've talked about Batman and like the legacy of being a part of you know that and how Batman has been. There's always a Batman for somebody out there, and it's like with Spidey and his amazing friends. I feel like it's so great that we have all these different Spider Mans, right? But with Spidey. It is so appropriate for the youngest generation of of kids who just want to see superheroes, but without all the explosions and the scariness of some of them. So I tell people about it all the time because, you know, it's a really great representation of superhero-ness um, and without anything that's scary for kids. So, Yeah, that's... Had, had your kids, like, experienced... Like, is this their first introduction to kind of, like, the Marvel characters? Yeah, we... Legit. We had a Spidey and Friends, like, birthday party last year, I think. It was mostly just Spidey. And I had Spidey and um, Gwen and Miles do, like, um, a whole birthday party, you know, like... What do you call it? Um, not boot camp. Yeah, basically boot camp. And then Green Goblin came, and he stole her <laughs> present, and my daughter literally had a mental breakdown so that was you know wait a second whoa 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 wait 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 you literally because first of all what people need to know is christy goes the word is ridiculously overboard with her kids birthday parties way too much you literally had the green goblin come in and steal your kids birthday present Yes, and then the, the rest of them all came and they did a boot camp so that she could get it back and then they silly stringed Green Goblin and all the kids and then that poor person in a Green Goblin mask was demoralized for the rest of the day. <laughs> wow, there's but... so much in here we need to talk about not on the podcast. I don't even know where to start. Sean, he's um... a part of this legacy. Sean, you, how do you feel? Have, did you watch the Spidey show before? And also, when can I watch this? Yeah, well, um, yeah, I watched when I was first got the audition. I checked it out, and yeah, I thought it was just a really cool. Yeah, it's cool that it's like an introduction to kids. Yeah, 
yeah. it's like the parents are watching these characters so then you'll understand their powers some of the people they're facing and then the music it's i think it's composed by uh, and by the uh, someone from fallout boy patrick it is. stump it is and i sing the song all the time <laughs> Wow. Wow. We have hit a new a new level of fandom here, folks. We have hit a new level. So Sean, I, I is it not again, not to put you on the spot, and you can love multiple things. Everybody needs to know that, especially as a nerd, you can love multiple things. Was there a um uh, a Spider Man that you had a favorite Spider Man growing up, either live action or animation, one that you really gravitated towards? Um Well, I, it hit me right on like oh, like uh, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man just hit me right at that perfect age sure. where we were all about Spider-Man for a while. They were there, great. So... Those are great movies. Yeah. The first so couple. I had to say, but, oh yeah, the, the third one with the dancing. Yeah, not so, not as good. Not as good, let's be honest. But I, I, yeah. I don't think that's insulting to anybody. Not all movies are great. Um, but the, they were. They were they were bright and colorful and he was a great Peter Parker. And uh, So those are the first ones that really got you into the world of Spider-Man? Well, that and I don't like it looked like it was I watched one Spider-Man um, cartoon that was where it's Peter Parker looked kind of like he was just kind of like a bigger dude. Like I, like when I heard that he was a nerd later on, I was like, whoa, he was actually pretty. That sounds like uh, amazing. That might be the amazing Spider-Man. It, 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 Wait, so was Josh, little... Is Josh, Josh, amazing Spider-Man, Josh Wiener, Josh Keaton. What? Oh, jeez. Yeah. So, Amazing Spider-Man. He was always cooler as Amazing Spider-Man. It was like that's when the 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 second one, like where he was skateboarding. I forget who who okay, played him. That's um, the one. Uh, yeah, in the live action ones that came out, like you know, right right away. I'm blanking on his name, but yeah. So, Spider-Man yeah. was like Peter Parker, and it was he could actually create the webs in his in his blood. And Amazing oh. Spider-Man was like he had to actually build in- the web shooters. Uh, right. And he was a little bit cooler, and it was more Gwen Stacy than it was uh, Mary Jane. Um, so it was – you might have been watching a, a, a version of Amazing. I'm sure, by the way, there's a bunch of people now because I'm not a huge Spider nerd, but there's a bunch of people now going like, everything you said is wrong. Well, um, this is the Amazing Spider-Man, and I know that because I watched the show because they ha- they all have their web sh- fluids that sometimes runs out, and then he's always experimenting at HQ – and it's Gwen and Miles and him. Anyway, so Ant-Man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> do you remember watching Ant-Man? Um, like, do you remember? Well, wait, I, wait, 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 wait. I want to finish that last conversation. I want to finish that last conversation. So, yeah, exactly. So we've got, other than the Tobey Maguire one, which is uh, which is great. Um, it, it Did that get you into the, to any of the comic books as Spider-Man? Or were you a Spider-Man reader of comic books? Or was it more just the live action animation stuff? I was, I think what got me, well, what got me with the characters was, was probably the cartoons because they introduced more characters than, than the movies did. Um, and so I, I can't remember which one I watched. Cause then when I was slightly older, I was like, I wonder what these new Spider-Man cartoons are like. So I turned them on and I got really into it. Um, well, and then X-Men. Oh, the original X-Men. Yeah. I, I watched the one. Oh, I wish I had these on the top of my head where, like, Wolverine had, like, the kind of, like, the puffy orange suit on. Oh, yes. Okay. So that was not the, the original. Evolutions the yellow. or something yeah. like that? Yeah. It's, yes. I forget. Was it? 
it wasn't Origins. I forget the name of that one, but I know I know what you're talking about. Yeah, there was a yeah. there was a time there where they were kind of trying to take some of the the 80s cartoons and 90 early 90s cartoons and kind of revamp them. And some of them worked and some of them weren't great and I mean the original X-Men cartoon is still one of the greatest animated shows ever. Um, with the sweet intro. Yeah, with, with the, the amazing intro and, and uh, you know, awesome voice acting and some great battle scenes. And, yeah, so that was uh, – by the way, I could nerd out on this stuff all day long. Also, <laughs> now, did we hear that um, that somebody kind of special joined the cast as Iron Man of the show that you're doing? Oh, yeah, John Stamos. John Stamos is going to be Iron Man on your version of the show, right? What? Yeah. It's very cool. And he's, he's pumped. I – I, I had a chance to meet because we had that event. Yeah. I had the chance to meet uh, John Stamos, and he was doing the Iron Man hands. Like, and I guess his son is a huge fan of the show, so no. um, so he's just full blown amped to be a part of it. And then, and then Team Spidey, those kids are just like, they're awesome. They're all they like, are. yeah, they're a sweet group. It's nice Aww. that you're getting a chance to meet everybody that you're working with. Which is which is really cool because sometimes, especially nowadays with everything, everyone's scattered to the wind, so you might yeah. not get a chance to meet it. Yeah, like with Solar, with Solar, and I couldn't think of two completely different shows um, to be a part of. But um, yeah. how are you? How are? How do you feel like now as a voice actor? I mean, have you? You do realize now that you you do two different series where you're you're a principal character, <laughs> so like you are technically a voice actor like that's a part of your career now so then what do you think the future holds for you are there certain characters that you think you would really want to do or who do you want to play um, sean who do you want yeah. to play sean you know i really want to figure out like i was i, I was listening to you guys uh, i hear voices because i was i was I, the people you bring on and then um lisa schaefer I, i've worked with her so sure listening to her was a lot of fun and yeah but I was listening because I I've never been able to like truly like mask my voice or do some kind of like different kind of character sound to it. So I I think I'm I'm really trying to get that kind of figured out. And so just like a totally different kind of sound is that's my next venture. I guess is trying to figure that out. But there's no you know, one Will. character, no one character you want to play more than anything else. Where it's like, all right, forget it. I want to be <laughs> Superman. Like who do you who do you want to be? Oh, crud. You know? Again, stop with the swearing, Sean. I know. <laughs> I've heard hol holy swear. moly and crud. We got it to family I show, mean, Sean. You know, <laughs> calm down. I think I'll go first. I think I'd like to be a Disney princess in my lifetime, but I'm not sure if that would happen. But I think it would be great and amazing to be a Disney princess. That's awesome. Will, nobody, what about you? Nobody asked you, Christy. Nobody okay, asked. Well, you know what? I think it's a rhetorical question. <laughs> no, it wasn't, actually. <laughs> I'm helping Sean out. <laughs> yeah, it was good to hear an idea. Yeah, I, no, I I've told curious. you this. I've told you this. I've always, because I grew up a huge, ridiculous G.I. Joe fan, I would, and I very rarely get to play bad guys, I would want to be Cobra Commander. So that would be that I would take that all day. Oh man, it would just be the great to one time go. Destro would be the greatest thing ever in the history of the world. Yeah, well, uh, you definitely have a part of your voice that's crazy that I think is underutilized. 
I think so too. I mean, I use it when I scream at strangers on the street, but that doesn't, that's not like a, it's not like a job. You know what I mean? Like almost nobody's paying me to You'll do that. You'll get paid almost. Yeah. So like. You, that's a dark side of cameo. Exactly. I just, you know. Sh- pay you to scream at them. I do. Oh, I put on the, I put on the Cobra Commander mask and just run into Starbucks like, who's got the latte? It's, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, so it's, uh, it's great. But what about you, Sean? You get to be anybody you want. Well, first of all, let's let's narrow it down. Would you want to be somebody good or you want to be somebody bad? Because you, you have to admit, playing Ooh, the bad guy when you're not the bad bad. guy is pretty fun, right? Yeah. yeah, it's pretty. It's a good time. I mean, trying to figure that out. What about? I'm going to throw one at you because I know you're a fan. What about somebody like like uh, uh, Darth Vader? Darth Vader? Oh my gosh! Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, something or a bad Jedi, somebody who's a, who's a, a Lord of the Sith, something like that could be neat. Yeah, maybe something, maybe something along like in in a world. Yeah, I don't have a specific character because I think I get, I get nerded out or geeked out over the universe that's in. Sure. So me too. Yeah, I think. So All right, so that's good. What's Star Wars? Star Wars or... Give me a universe you want to be. Would Star Wars be your number one pick? It would. Yeah. Well, you know, I had one. I was like, I had one figured out for some reason, but it's it. And it was surprised me, and it wasn't Star Wars, but pro- Star Wars is a safe bet. It would either be Star Wars. Maybe is there a or... video game franchise that you love? Um, yeah, yeah. Oh man, <laughs> he's gonna know just, all the answers. I'm enamored after. with him. Exactly. We're gonna get texts later, going like, "No, no, this is what I want. It was Transformers. That's what I meant. It was Transformers. <laughs> I was wrong." <laughs> Okay, so Star Wars, yeah. you, you'd want to be a star, maybe a, maybe a Lord of the Sith, a Star Wars. Yeah, it'd be sweet. Yeah, maybe like a Darth Maul horns on me oh, or something. Okay, I gotta That'd do it, cool. Sean. I gotta do it. What would the what would the voice be? Um, hello. Yeah, I'm I'm here to. I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> that's kind of cool. The rasp is cool. Gravel cool. raspy something or other. Yeah. But you know, like okay, so what you just did right there is perfect. So if there was like where you're like, well, that might not work for Lord of the Sith, but some little kid who's like got a little raspy voice, like you said, you wanted to experiment with it more. Boom! You just picked a whole new thing up with adding your rasp to it. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start practicing that. Just it's good. You should. Around. It's every. Who do you? Make and up you funny love voices. this. Um, this one guy that we always talk about, D. Bradley Baker, um, mm. this guy has um, some really great materials online that folks can go and check out, right? Is it a is yeah. YouTube how channel? Yeah, vo- How to Be a Voice Actor uh, by is, is on D. Bradley Baker's website. It's just How to Be a Voice Actor. And he's D does, you know, D is one of those guys, D. Bradley Baker, Frank Welker, uh, Fred Tatashore, who we did our live show with in, in at San Diego Comic-Con. These are uh, three men who do the sounds of everything from the every dog you've heard on tv to the dinosaurs in jurassic park to all that stuff these are three guys essentially who do a lot of this stuff um so yeah go check that out yeah well that's the thing is you sit there next to him and you're like that's not possible like what you're doing is physically impossible at least it seems to be um but it's amazing but you've hey you I'm not one of those guys. I can't do a thousand voices. So there's some of yeah, us that do, that do very well just, you know, being voiceover actors who are young hero or are the nerdy guy or whatever it is. I mean, again, Ron Stoppable is way more in my wheelhouse than being a Jedi. So you never you never know what you can do. <laughs> um, speaking of Ron Stoppable, can I get one booyah? Oh, I got criticized. My booyah got criticized. What? I, I didn't, 
It didn't come from the heart. I didn't let it go. Somebody criticized your booyah? We have your back, Sean. We have your back. Yeah, we'll get him. But, uh, booyah, I guess. Okay, that works. That works. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. You want an official one? The official one would be, uh, a booyah. It's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Sean. Thank you so much. And where can everyone find you? Uh, on Instagram and Twitter at like uh, at Sean Gambroni one for Instagram and at Sean Gambroni for Twitter. Yep, that's yeah, amazing. Obviously, I adore you. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say this is this is the yeah. most excited I've ever seen Christy ever, and uh, and she I has just... kids. Like you think you know. think with her children she'd be more excited, but no, with you it was she was like, Sean's coming on, Sean's coming on. So <laughs> I need to knock it off. I are you kidding? I never oh. knock off fandom. Fandom is the best thing in the world, and uh, I do it all the time. So don't ever apologize for being for fangirling. I do it all the time, and I want to change that to fan personing. <laughs> by the way, I think that's better. Fan person, yeah. Fan absolutely. person, but no. Sean, thank you so much for joining us. This has been totally cool. And you've got, uh, what is it, season two of the amazing, of Spider-Man? Yes, season two's coming out. Where um, he's being introduced. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's and it's, what's what's the full name of the show? It's called uh, Marvel's Spidey and His Amazing Friends. And where can we find it? Well, it was, first season you can find on Disney, uh, Disney Plus. Okay. And mm-hmm. second season will be later this fall. But it's already starting to air on Disney Channel and Disney Junior. Oh, that's awesome! Oh, good. So I was cool. looking for it. Okay, great. I'm gonna. I'm and gonna watch and it. Solar Opposites, as you said, is on Hulu. Yep, Solar Opposites on Hulu. And you get to say bad words. Yep, a lot of bad words. Very different, <laughs> Sean. Very different, and we're proud of you yeah. for your range. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, as they say, Sean, holy moly, don't take crud off of anybody. Hey, none of that crud. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. You're the best, my Ron Stoppable brother. We are we are bound forever in Ron Stoppable madness. I love it. Oh my god, guys, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> oh yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I, honestly, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to just uh, get a chance to talk to both like both of you guys. It's like it's just very cool. Well, well you we know think what? So you too. can call us, beep us if you want to reach us, okay? Wow. Shameless <laughs> and awesome plug. I love that. Forever. I'm doing it for TikTok. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. <laughs> hey, Sean, thank you so much for joining us. You are the best. And thank you, everybody, for joining us for another episode of I Hear Voices. Don't forget that we are going to be uh, working towards our super awesome contest to become the next big voice actor. So, uh, Christy, if people want to hit us up with questions and all stuff like that, where, where can they reach us? Please check us out on TikTok and Instagram, I Hear Voices Podcast. And uh, we love you guys. So just let us know what you want to hear from us. If there's questions and uh, we've got answers. Then, yeah, hit us up uh, where Christy said all that social stuff. Isn't that cool? And, uh, yeah, if you think you got what it takes to step behind the microphone, Put your voices where your mouth is. Thanks, everybody. I Hear Voices is hosted by Will Friedell and Christy Carlson Romano. Executive produced by Will Friedell, Brendan Rooney, Amy Sugarman, and Vicki Ernst Chang. Our executive in charge of production is Danielle Romo. Our producer is Lorraine Virawes, and our editor slash engineer is Brian Burton. And that uh, was my announcer voice. Some side effects of listening to I Hear Voices are sore abs from hilarity, falling down the cocoa melon rabbit,
rabbit hole, sneezing due to mass nostalgia, and hugs. Follow I Hear Voices wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of the amazing voices. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at I Hear Voices Podcast. To see the video stream, subscribe to my YouTube channel. You can also check us out on MySpace, Omegle, Vine, LimeWire, AM, and Napster. Okay, well, let's teach you about the internet. The who? When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Bean Dad. The Dress. 30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week, we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.